Good evening once again from... Perched high above the thirsty owl. Like it? In Saratoga Springs, New York. Where it's gotten cold again. Brought to you by... We have no sponsors. Enter sponsors here. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Josh and Joe podcast. We might change the name, just FYI. I just be Josh and Joe or Joe and Josh. Yeah, Josh and Joe. I like Josh and Joe. Yeah. Okay. Well, what are we doing today? I think it's kind of fun and it was your idea, so intro away. Yeah. I always think about, I I really like, we'll get to the topic of the podcast, but just give me a second here. You got it. I always think I love t-shirts and I love sweatshirts. I love merch, right? It's if you're going to drink the hot chocolate, it's cold. I drink a lot of things cold. It's like chocolate milk. Um, I think for t-shirt or sweatshirt opportunities, coming to you perched high above the thirsty owl, that's one of them. And then another one should just be, like a countdown, five, four, four. three. Because I get so entertained by you counting it down, and I talked about it in the last <laughs> podcast too. So um, I really enjoy that. I think that's really cute and fun. And you're so you're such you, you there. You have a lot of similarities to Kitty, to my mom, in that you're like a perfectionist, and you're really sweet, and you care about how things are done. And when you do that countdown, it's like. I can see your effing laptop. Like I know it's <laughs> counting down and you're like looking at me with your hand up going, bye, more. It's like, Josh, just shut the F up. Don't talk until I get to do the introduction. And it comes from such a good place and I love it very much. You're I well, just wanted to say that. Well, thank you for saying that. But what you don't <laughs> notice is three is actually the middle finger. <laughs> oh, I missed that. I, or is that the one? That must be the one. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, um, of course. And I've I've found out that I really have a candles thing. I always light the candle before we. I just I feel more soothed and zened out. Yeah, well adjusted just because the candles on. Mm, yeah. It's a good one. It's a nice yeah. peachy one. It's yeah, just a nice candle with a nice scent is probably better than twenty percent of shrinks everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's a well, there's a lot of bad golf pros too. Like I'm not just crapping. I'm not shitting on that profession. I'm just saying. The bottom 20% of any profession probably sucks. Like the bottom 20% of wines are terrible. We all know that. Try mm. some Barefoot. Enjoy that. Well, there goes Barefoot as a sponsor to our podcast. But um, yeah, so what are we going to talk about today? So what I was going to talk about today is there's a podcast that I have referenced, especially in the first probably three podcast episodes that we did. And it's called the Whatever Podcast, I believe. And it's kind of, there's this guy, Brian Atlas, who owns the podcast and and runs the podcast. And he's in his late 30s. And he always has this panel of anywhere between three and probably five very young women on it. I would say between the ages of probably 18 and probably their mid-20s, maybe 26, 27 tops is what I have surmised. Yes. uh, Both by some of the conversations and they just sometimes they just literally say what their age is, right? Right. Um, and they talk about their friends in college. So I think they're all contemporaries of folks who could be in college. So mostly early 20s. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know if you can, well, you can subscribe or you can, you can kind of sign up for a podcast. So when the, a new episode comes on, it like pings on your phone and yes. all that sort of thing. I don't, certainly have not um, 
sent any money Brian Atlas's way. It's not like I subscribe and I pay for the app. I just, what happens when I'm trying to, you're looking at me like you're so confused. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, the only reason I get any of these feeds is because I listen to them and I'm so entertained, <laughs> mostly negatively, um, by the comments made. Not necessarily by the women. Sometimes he has people on that aren't unintelligent and inarticulate, but I think for the most part, I am flabbergasted, could you say, by his comments. And I mostly just send them to you because we always love to have fodder to talk about on our podcast. But I sent a few of them to you today and maybe one or two yesterday, and I just couldn't take some of the snippets. So I we've talked about this, too, is that I always break Seiko's chops for watching... Um, I think his are on Instagram or Snapchat or whatever it is, but I don't have those. I don't have Instagram and I don't have the podcast as, as Instagram, yes. which of course, did you want to plug that right now since I brought it up? Yes. It's at Josh and Joe 12866. Okay. Very nice. See that segue. <laughs> very um, good. But the only, th only time I watch little short clips um, in social media is on YouTube shorts. And because I watch it in its entirety, it sends me more, right? <laughs> right? And and then when I send them to you or to someone else, I think it it doubles down on it. And says, oh, this guy must love this whatever podcast. Yeah. So you send me more. Um, and the thing is, he always has that same like green and blue plaid shirt on. So I don't know if they're all from the same podcast or he just wears that shirt a lot. Yeah. You're looking at me confused again. I've no. sent you every clip that I've ever watched. You're, you're so. right. I'm just noticing that you're correct. And, right. and it possibly it's just like, you know, Elmo never changed his color. So yeah. maybe so it's his thing. He is in his late 30s. Okay. So I really want to break it down for the people who haven't seen it. And now I think because we're talking about this and we like to add in the notes for our podcast links to these things so yes. people can check them out too and have their own opinion but we're going to actually play it on here but we want to give credit because it's not like we have a podcast that a bazillion people listen to and it would only help his getting more followers and clearly he knows he's gonna have people that are detractors and don't agree with what he's saying so the fact that i would say that i disagree with probably 80 percent of what he says some of what he says has some value um, and some of the things he says about first dates are pretty funny because I do agree with some of what he says about first dates, mm -hmm. you know, and oh, the paying thing. And, yeah. And, and how, you know, what does a woman bring to the table on a first date? And then the woman's just like, he plays like this cricket sound. And she just can't <laughs> come up with it. You know, like the guy's got to ask, the guy's got to pick the place. The guy's got to pay. The guy's got to do this. The guy's got to do that. And the woman just shows up and she's like the prize to be had. Right. And I think that that's rubbish and hilarious, but Again, I think it's 80-20. I probably agree with him 20% of the time and 80% I staunchly disagree with him. And today we're going to play some clips of the podcast, but I do want to talk about him more. So I would say he's late 30s. I did look this up. I can't remember what year he was born in, but he's 37, 38, 39, whatever he is. And I would say he's not super attractive. Um, you know, he's not an oil painting, but he's, you know... You're looking at him. Don't make me great. I would not. I would not. He, he, the beard doesn't do him any a, favors. Maybe a, maybe a five. Okay. Yeah. And that's the thing is he always likes to judge the women that are on. He's like, what would you give yourself? Mm. And then he has people that are like, oh, I'm a six. I'm an eight. I'm a eight and a half. And, and then there was one woman on there who was 
I would say objectively not super attractive. She's like, oh, I'm a 10. He jumps all over. He goes, you're not a 10. You know, that's like, I don't want to get into body shaming. I mean, there's a lot of really super PC stuff out there, but he did not let her get away with that. He just really wanted to let her know that she was a four, you know, and I thought that was really annoying. But yeah, you know, when who's he to judge? Yeah. 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 So I think he starts this podcast because he hasn't done well dating. <laughs> he's not super attractive. I mean, he doesn't look like he's very gifted as far as athleticism goes. No. He looks like the guy who got picked last in kickball and he's trying to get his own back by having these podcasts and maybe making a few bucks on them, but I don't think it's overwhelmingly popular. Um, it comes across that way because I keep watching them and they keep sending them to me. <laughs> so it's coming across as like Joe Rogan, but he doesn't, I mean, it's not even close. I mean, he's doing okay, but doesn't have a million followers, whatever you want to call it. Subscribers. I don't know what it's called. I'm a hundred Joe Cut me some slack. Okay. <laughs> but, um, so just want to give you, and he has a very traditional idea of how women should act and how women should handle, um, sex positivity or whatever you want to call it there. Um, help me here. You've listened to it. Well, um, he has I, very traditional ideas of how women should, um, handle themselves and yeah. their sexual activity. Yeah. He always tries to say that, and he really generalizes, and he catches himself in one of the clips, but he typically doesn't. He says, you know, the, the best thing a woman can do to be attractive to a man is have a very, very low body count or to be a virgin. Yeah. <laughs> and you've asked me several times before in this podcast, like, do I have a preference? And I said, probably, I'd rather, probably be, I'd be more interested in someone who has some experience too plentiful to bountiful experience because <laughs> I just don't think I don't, would never judge someone and say someone's a great person or I'm more interested in them romantically because they've had fewer or more partners. Like I don't have a preference, but if I did, it wouldn't be someone with a super low, as the kids are saying, body count. Yeah. So no little house on the prairie. Laura Ingalls. She yeah. was 12 in that. Well, you know what I mean. If somebody came in here with a little... Pure as the driven snow. Yeah, petticoat, maybe sheep following. Probably not no, going to be your date. No. Got it. We'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not Halloween. Ado. So again, we're going to play some clips. And yeah. in in the majority of the clips that we're going to play, we're going to play probably two or three, right? Yes. And then we're just going to talk about the clips and have a giggle. There might be some laughing. There might be some, you know, real serious, you know, yeah. thought going on there. But... um. I think most of the clips that we're going to play are going to be from a panel of young women that I kind of agree with. Because mm -hmm. in a lot of them, he has some women on there that clearly aren't thinking this out and talk themselves into corners. And he knows what his topics are going to be. So he can kind of pregame and, and figure out what he wants to say and which corners he wants to back them into. But he gets, he gets owned in these clips. Yes. And he doesn't know it. He thinks his views on how women should behave and how they should handle themselves is right. He doesn't even think it's an opinion. He thinks it's right. He just thinks that all men want a chaste, virtuous woman who has a zero body count or a very low one. So without further ado, 
Fire away. I don't know which one you're going to play, but that's fine because we can talk about all of them. Okay. Well, this one is called Men Don't Care About a Woman's Experience. And I think this is related to the body count and how many, what, what men's perception is of women who have a higher body count, meaning they've slept with a lot more men than, you know, some would, some would like. Sure. Okay. So two seconds. Here we go. It's playing. And who know women like relationships wise, they want a woman who is very sexually experienced. And oftentimes that comes with a permissive. Are they submissive men? No, no, there's no guy. Well, I shouldn't say there's no guys. Generally speaking, men don't care about a woman's sexual experience. Mm. We, it's attractive okay. when a woman has less sexual experience. Really? So you want a girl who's bad in bed? No, 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 no. That's not the same thing. Like, yeah. Like... And also, as a man, if you know how to lead, which, by the way, most women are attracted to guys who are dominant in the bedroom and know how to lead and know what they're doing. If you know what you're doing in the bedroom, you can take a girl who's a virgin and have fantastic sex with her. You can have great sex with her. Being inexperienced doesn't mean you're going to be bad in bed so long as you're open-minded and enthusiastic if you get with a guy who can lead you he can teach you how to have great sex i know men who okay i mean where do you even start so (laughs) where 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 do you want to start with this one well the fact that in the very beginning when the college student uh, said, I know women, I know men who want uh, women who have a lot of sexual experience. Yeah. His immediate reply was, Are they submissive? Are they submissive men? Is yeah. what he says, right? Yes. And my answer to that would be the only guy who would say that would be someone who's confident, has no problem telling it like it is, and would be someone. I would say would be the exact opposite of that. I would not dominant because I don't think life comes down to dominant and submissive. I don't think that. I think it'd be someone who is very take charge. What would we, we would refer to as maybe an alpha kind of guy where he's very sure of himself and says, yeah, this is what I want. I'm not intimidated by a woman who has a lot of sexual experience. So that's kind of... <laughs> It's kind of me. Like when you asked me, what would you prefer? And I said, I don't have a preference on what someone's sexual experience is. I wouldn't judge them for it if their count was really low or super high. I don't, I don't really care. I truly don't care. But I mean, this kind of lends itself towards the other part of the conversation of, you know, where he's trying to explain the fact that, you know, someone who has no, like, and he goes right to virgin. Did you notice yeah. that? He doesn't go someone who's only been with, you know, 10 guys, which would still be, I would say, for, if he's 37 or 38, that'd That's be very low. low. Right. So I'm glad you said that at the same time. <laughs> um, but he says, he goes and brings up the V card. He's like, oh, someone's a, she could be great at sex. If, you know, if there's a guy who knows what he's doing in the bedroom and really takes the lead. Here's my analogy. Sex is a physical activity. I don't want to say it's a sport, but you, you know, if you're like a lot of women would say, Oh, well, I can tell a guy on the dance floor, if he's a good dancer, then he's probably good and bad. Like I don't, you don't even disagree with oh, that, no. <laughs> but I don't disagree with that. Like if you know right. how to move and sports and dance and all that sort of thing, then you, all I'm trying to say is the more practice, the better. 
Like if we were going to go skiing and I've been downhill skiing once or twice in my life, which is true, I'm going to look like a spastic out there. <laughs> I can be enthusiastic about wanting to be good at skiing. Right, right. But if I don't have practice, I'm going to suck. And I do suck at skiing. Right. And I'm right. happy to tell you that. So I got newsflash, Brian. If you have someone with a very low body count or someone who's a virgin, they are not going to be very good at sex, at least not for a while, but, until they have more practice. Alan Iverson, the famous... We're not talking about game. We're talking about practice. <laughs> so that's a great clip. We should probably play that too. Think about this though. He says... You can still have good sex even though she's a virgin. Yeah. I think what he's really trying to say is he can still have good sex even though the girl is a virgin. He's not saying the girl's going to enjoy. enjoy. He doesn't care about her experience. He doesn't care about the girl's experience. Just like he's saying... you know, a girl who, a guy, uh, the only kind of guy who would go with a girl with a lot of sexual experience, he must be submissive. That doesn't make any sense. It's just a, it Nothing about that makes any sense. He is like, he is like power playing. You've had more sex than I have. There's no way. I. The only way that I would ever sleep with a girl if they've had less sex than me. Yeah. He's, he's well, twisted. This is twisted, that's actually. That's good for Brian, because Brian doesn't look like he's had much sex. No. <laughs> and with himself doesn't count. I mean with a partner. It, and think about it, too. The opinion he's getting, the feedback he's getting, because I'm assuming if he's saying this, he's only having sex with inexperienced women. Imagine the feedback he's getting. It's from... Because I think that's who he can get. Exactly. I think that's who he can get. And listen, he's never going to listen to this <laughs> podcast. But if he is, I'm not shitting on him. Like I, I'm not like he can feel that way and that's fine. Right. And me saying that he has sex with himself a lot is also fine because I like to, you know, call my own number from time to time myself. I enjoy alone time, special Josh alone time. It's called the left hand. No, because then it just feels like it's a stranger who gives a bad hand job. I never use the off hand. No, I can't do it. Okay. I'm just drinking hot chocolate. This is me on hot chocolate. That's right. You imagine the shit I'm going to say on this podcast when I'm cocktailing? You have a little, actually, mm. in previous podcast. No, I had one beer tonight. No. So so the other thing I'm going to comment on, and maybe we can move on to the next clip in a little bit, is he's, the feedback this guy is saying is from a virgin. So if the virgin says, oh, my God, that was the best sexual experience I've ever had. I had such a great night. What kind of feedback is that? Well, it was a virgin. It's the first time she's had sex. It was the best sex she's ever had. It was the worst sex she's ever had. And the most average sex, all in the same experience. That's right. I'm a big math guy, right? It was the best, the worst, and the mean, the average. Right, right, exactly. And I don't think somebody with very little sexual experience could tell you that what really, really good sex is. Say again? I don't think somebody with very little sexual experience can stand on a podium and say, I know what good sex is. I don't think you can. Well, this all comes down to definitions and perceptions. Like this is what we always talk about in this podcast. She could, let's say male or female, if a person's had sex seven times in their life and they've had one partner or two partners, 
they can still really like the experience and think that it was fun and intimate or just physically fun or emotionally intimate and, and say that that's good sex. I mean, that's okay for them to say. But I'm a compare and contrast kind of person. I mean, I've been to 23 Bush concerts. When I was through three Bush concerts, I could still say the one in Miami was the best one or the one in Waterloo, New York Is, was the best one. Are you one. saying Bush concert as a metaphor? <laughs> I don't understand what you're saying. What? Gavin Rosdale, Bush, we just went to the show. Joe, what are you talking about? He's not getting it. Bush concert. Are you talking about the pubic metaphor? area of a woman? Like, what are you talking about? I just, I'm sorry. That could easily been, have been taken as a metaphor. Just just follow me on this. Never mind. Never been mind. To the... <laughs> you were talking about, I've been to a Bush concert for 25 times. Bermuda Triangle concert? Yeah. It took Josh Joe, a while. Joe, have another cocktail. Sorry. She's what? been drinking Diet Coke been, tonight. So. <laughs> I had to throw that one in there. It's We're getting slap happy. It's a little bit late. Okay. So my point is, I don't, I'm a compare and contrast kind of person. If I have, sure. if I've tried three sodas, I can't tell you that I've had the best sodas in the world. If I've tried 10 sodas, That's then fair. I can say That's I've had a pretty decent view of the world and I, I can tell you what the three best sodas are. That's all I'm saying. So you're saying you've only had sex three times? This week? <laughs> I. <laughs> that was a joke, everyone. That was a real Woo! joke. As everybody knows, I was very sick all week. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Next one. All right, hold on. Oh, okay. Most men, most men would much rather, even for a one-night stand, would much rather get with like a girl who's got like a low body count versus a girl who has a high body count, even for a one-night stand. I think you live in an echo chamber Well, you're probably around your peers that are like that. All right, so what do you got there? He's saying that, that guys, even if they're just looking for a one-night stand, would still prefer someone who was chased or had a low body count. Yeah. That he would prefer a woman who was not promiscuous or had very little sex with others. Yeah. This is a tough clip. This isn't as entertaining as the first one because I don't desire a one-night stand. And I don't know that I really ever have. For someone who's wired medium to hot, that's probably an odd comment. Yeah. And I've talked about everything on this podcast. <laughs> I've shared everything on this podcast so why would i not just say yeah when i stand that sounds fun but i uh, you know clearly if if i did desire that i probably wouldn't want or desire someone who was a virgin or had been with one or two people because you're looking to just probably have a pretty sporty time again i just think this is a guy who wants to be told at the end of the night or the session 
that he was the greatest thing ever because the girl was apparently inexperienced and it's easier to get that from someone who's inexperienced. I think we're starting to figure this guy out. Yeah, but the thing is, if his premise is to try to get these young women and shape them some way, I don't want to use the word grooming because that's creepy, but he is kind of creepy. He's creepy. I still like him. I'd have a cocktail with this guy and be like, are you, are you shitting me with some of the stuff? Right. I would. Who taught and, you And it this? wouldn't be that I'm mad at him because I'm not. I don't get mad at almost anyone. I just, I was like, Brian, are you for real right now? I said, you can tell, I would say, you can tell me getting picked last, last at dodgeball <laughs> shouldn't put you in a spot where you're telling these women that they can't go get laid and have some fun in life. Right, he's almost telling these women, uh, for you to get a good guy like me, have a low body count. But what is appealing about him? So, all right, so he's not hes not an oil painting, right? He's no. not a super good looking he's guy. He's like a pasty right. guy who doesn't look and like I he saw, exercises. Because when we were looking this up, I mean, we didn't spend a lot of time on this, but when we looked him up, I saw a photo of him without a beard, and I thought he looked far more attractive without the beard. That's true. Did you see that photo? Yeah, okay. I did. Um, but what's what's his point? What's his game plan? What's his end game? Is he trying to just impress upon everyone that they should be more chaste? I don't understand that. Yeah, I, I, I we should look. I mean, is he a is he somebody who carries a pocket Bible in his? You know, I don't hear much. There's nothing ever. I've never heard any of them get on the topic of religion. He seems self righteous. The more I'm listening to him, he seems self righteous because he's saying the women should stay virtuous and pure, and it's okay to be a virgin. And you know, I'm gonna I'll have sex with you if you're a virgin, but it's not. But okay But he'll to have, have guy guests on from time to time too, and he has guys on that share his views so mm. he, he never has a guy on because those women in that scene in that little clip were suggesting that they have guy friends that if if they were going to be with actually there was a great t-shirt for one of those and i'll bring that one up in a second <laughs> but if their guy friends were like if we're going to have a one-night stand or just looking to hook up then they definitely want someone who's been around the block whatever phrase right. you want to use and then the one the one woman goes, yeah, there's just, just one guy. I was like, I don't want I don't want no virgins around here. So that should be a T-shirt for yeah. our podcast as well. Oh, God. I don't want no virgins around here. <laughs> yeah, I, but I don't know. I mean, that clip wasn't quite as you can't really get into that to the same degree as the first one. The first one was yeah, it's on the same hilarious. Topic. Yes, it's on the same topic. Do you get another one for us? I do. Uh, the he titles this: "These feminists are insane." Well, let's what before we get to that, we had a little conversation beforehand. Oh yes, I think that there is a very clear and concise definition on what a feminist is. Mm-hmm. And we had a conversation before we started this podcast because I wanted to make sure we're on the same page. Sure. And I think even yourself, who is a lovely woman, um, very educated, um, very educated in one of the most overtly political cities on the planet. Yeah. Um, meant to be one of the most progressive cities on this planet washington dc yep hoya saxa still can't stand that saying (laughs) and you weren't exactly positive on what 
being called this a whole feminist. huge world of feminism like what is feminism what is it to be a feminist and i explained to you with my formal education mm-hmm. in, in the topic of women's studies is that all it means to be a feminist is that you believe that women should have equal rights and opportunities to men yes and there are very few people i would assume in the in the circles that we travel in that would suggest that that's not the case. I mean, what would it mean to not have the same opportunities? Do you know anyone who truly believes in your circle of friends or in your experience in, in, in the people that you know, friends, family, that would say, uh, uh, Joe, if you were to write speeches for a congressman or a senator um, and, you know, Speaker of the House or, you know, Senate minority leader or someone who's of importance. Right. And you wrote a speech and you got 15 grand for writing it. And if I wrote it, I should inherently get 18 grand. Hmm. Do you know anyone that you travel with that you just thinks because I have a penis, I should get paid 10% more? No, okay. not at all. So, so, so you don't agree with that, right? I, we should right. get paid the same. Correct. Yeah. If we wrote the same speech, I guess we should say that. Yeah. Like if I wrote something that was terrible and well, you wrote something also, that was great. I mean, also, in, uh, to me, uh, it's about, about um, experience as well. If uh, the guy's been writing right. speeches. And for, yeah. The problem yeah. with this is there's no way to have the Correct. exact same, you know, you can't, it's hard to compare apples to apples. Yes. Um, so, but you believe that women should have equal rights and opportunities. So when you believe a woman should be able to vote, she believe a woman. Of course. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so you're a feminist. I'm a feminist. I sure as hell am. I mean, that's my formal education says so, right? Yeah. So he uses on this clip, which I can only assume he's the person who's putting the titles on these clips. Maybe he's not. I don't want to suggest. Oh, it's got to be him. Okay. So he says what? He says what women fail to understand. Oh, I'm sorry. These feminists are insane. Okay. So I love this clip. And this is this is a lot of what we talked about in women's studies classes, mm. how things that kind of slip by your subconscious are things that shape gender socialization. Mm-hmm. And there are one or two things that we will talk about that aren't included in this clip that I think are in another clip that I sent you, but I can't find. Mm-hmm. So we will talk about this clip with some ferocity. And then I'm also going to throw another couple of things in there with it. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. So okay. fire away and get it pretty close to that mic because it's weird. On the sides of the mic, you can't, like if I talk here, I can't. Here's one okay. if I talked here. Okay. Okay. Got okay. it. Being like, oh, well, I want a version. Why? Oh, like, wait. Why do you want it? Because men are attracted to sexual purity. Isn't that kind of like oh sickening God. if you yeah. think about How it? How is that sickening? Because it's romanticizing it's pedophilia. What? But they're not Whoa. kids. They're not kids. They're Hold not children. We're talking about adult women. You can right. be sexually pure, and that can mean either not being promiscuous or when it could be a pure like the most pure thing is you think of You're children. Yo, we're, okay, we're talking about adult relationships. Yes, but it's still very common for men who are in adult relationships to look for stuff that remind them of pedophilia. That's like, absurd. It's not absurd. That is it's just absurd. very hidden within like our culture and things. That I mean, that is ridiculous. I agree. I'm being like, oh, well, I want... Okay. What you look confused. What did you get out of that one? What did I, I got a lot out of that one? Okay. Okay, so he's thirty-eight. Let's just whatever he's thirty-nine, thirty-seven, thirty-eight. It doesn't really make any difference. Right. Okay, so what I'm trying to say is, is 
he's talking about sexual purity. Mm, okay. How many virgins do you know that are women at 37? <laughs> I don't think I've ever met one. Let's call it let's call it zero. Zero, right. Or if you're asexual, that is a choice too. And yes. I, I believe that that's a thing. I don't know that I've ever really met anyone who would classify as such. But it is out there, and I don't want to pretend that it isn't. And I want to yes. be very inclusive with this podcast because I, I don't think we do a wonderful job of that sometimes. So I do want to say that I would not fall into the category of asexual. Mm-hmm. Are you surprised by that, Jen? <laughs> um, so what the women are saying? Because you got confused by what they said. Yeah, they 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 went straight for pedophilia to yeah. Okay, so their their verbiage was a little bit wrong there. Mm-hmm. What they should say is say childlike. They shouldn't go to pedophilia. You should just say that when a man expects something like that, someone to be so chaste or to be a virgin or to have like a nil or very low count at, I mean, again, his age. He's talking to younger women, but let's say they're all 23 or 24. Yeah, it looks like it. What they're saying is these... I think these women are certainly well-read in a lot of feminist thought. And there's different levels of feminist thought. Some of it is a little more conservative and some of it's a little more radical. And I would say this would be middle to radical. Yes. But I think the point remains the same is that he's waiting for these people to be sexually pure. And no one's sexually pure after probably 14. You're at least making out at that point. Yeah, and I think the average age of uh, girls having sex is like thirteen. No, and what that, the, no, no, not what not the, it, not necessarily intercourse, but some kind of sexual act. Absolutely. Okay, it's, yeah, it's very, but that, so you're including low. you're including like making out, like kissing. No, touching parts. Touching parts. <laughs> Wait, well, how else am I going to put it? <laughs> Touching parts. Do, we have uh, another T-shirt. I. <laughs> we have to make these T-shirts. We have to make them right now. Okay. No, I'm serious. The I don't average... give a shit if anyone buys them. I want these. <laughs> I. The average. This part's not the funny part. The part that we're laughing about is my comment about touching parts. The average sexual experience for women, or in this case, girls, girls sure, is as low as thirteen. Oh, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. So we're talking second base. Yeah. Yes. Second base or a, you know, higher slugging percentage. That was a baseball joke. Yeah. <clears throat> I would say that's probably pretty close. Well, if it's not, it's 14. Yes. 14 and a hook maybe. Right. So he's suggesting that sexual purity is attractive. Sexual purity can only be assumed or can only be suggested or anticipated as you just said someone under the age of 13 which is probably why these girls started thinking in that way is that is that what happened no i just think that he's asking for something that he isn't going to bring to the table i mean he's going to take any opportunity brian women control the sex act do we agree with that Mm, yeah yeah okay in a non-sexual assault situation, women control the sex act. Mm-hmm. Okay? And we can get into that, too, but that's a whole podcast. Yeah. Whether or not sex happens 
in a consensual situation is controlled by the woman. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, and I had someone challenge me on that. I don't know how they could challenge me. I think. Yeah. Whoa. It's okay. But anyways, I digress because that's a whole nother topic, but he wants people to remain sexually pure and that is such a ridiculous thing to expect, especially because Brian is would probably take section sex in any way, shape, or form that it comes, <laughs> right? Not only because he's not as attractive as the people that he's interviewing. Like if you were to compare over gender lines who's more attractive, every woman in that clip is more attractive as a woman than he is as a man, correct? Yes. Would you agree with that? Yes. So and you put on top of that that it is a lot easier for a woman to have sex than it is for a man to have sex. Do you agree with that comment? Yes. Okay. So he's probably taking what he can get. Brian's body count would be five times higher than it is if he were more attractive and he had access to more women mm -hmm. and they mm -hmm. wanted to have sex with him. So Brian is probably taking what he can get. If I had to guess if Brian is single or was single the majority of his life, I would say his count is probably 20. Okay. Mm -hmm. And if Brian could have that count be 250, he would ring that bell in a heartbeat. He just can't because he's not attractive enough. He's not interesting enough. And his views are antiquated at the very least. And if especially I could just say that. he talks a lot about it. So. And I don't dislike this guy. Yeah, and, yeah. and I need to say that. I disagree with the vast majority of what he says. And some of it really pisses me off. But it doesn't mean I don't like him. I do like people that are passionate about stuff, but just because you're passionate about something right. doesn't make you right. Right. He's being very judgy as well. Being very judgy, but I don't think it comes a bad place when, when he, when he shits on the women, I don't truly think he doesn't have any compassion for them. Mm -hmm. I don't. So that's why I can speak about him favorably, even though I'm kind of shitting on him a lot in this, in this episode. But I think that, they are right when they say he's expecting that. And I can see a glimmer of that. He plays weird music. When you, when you re-engineer these clips, you can add sound effects to try to make people look stupid. You can take yeah. clips to make them look stupid. And he makes the sound where it goes, when she says, what are you, a pedophile? Yeah. Yes, I think he is. And then there's another part of that that was talked about in female sexuality. Where, I mean, you got to remember, I'm a hundred. When was I in college? The mid nineties. Right. When was I taking women's studies classes? Towards the end of my college, which was ninety five and ninety six. Yeah. And that's when the trend kind of came about, or around then, where it was meant to be cool or hip or socially accepted for women to get waxed or shave their pubic hair. Mm -hmm. Would you say that's probably around the time yes. where that became yes. almost a given? Yes. Or certainly trimmed, close. At least, at least trimmed. Yeah. Right? So right. why? Is, is pubic hair just unruly? Is that something that just needs to be taken care of? Like, what is the story with that? And I'm not saying I'm 70s Bush fan. I'm not saying that. But I'm also not saying that I find it unattractive for there to be something in that neck of the woods, that neck of the nape. I can't get over unruly. I'm sorry. <laughs> and 
you just meant you just described it as unruly. <laughs> I think I was being I was overstating as a literary oh device. <laughs> Joe, Joe, you're coming across like you are shit shit fast. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay, so yeah, so look at that. So you're wanting you're expecting someone to be pure when you're not. Yeah. And you're taking Brian's taking all he can get. Let me tell you something. Let me yeah. tell you something. If he could fake to these women that he makes millions of dollars on this podcast and they were more interested in him because he was wealthy, he would milk that for all it's worth. Mm-hmm. He'd take that shit right to the bank, right? Mm-hmm. So he, you got Brian who's going to take what he can get and he expects these other people to be sexually pure. So I think it was the word he said. And you take that and these women, if you gave them 10 more seconds, they would talk about pubic hair i guarantee they would <laughs> and that guys expect women to, to to shave or to wax down there which makes them look what like children yeah yeah again hypocrisy at work here so yeah she's got a point right he's right. looking what are you looking for a child yeah don't yeah. look for i mean i don't know i think she's got a point and i'm not i'm certainly not calling brian a pedophile or as they say in England a pedophile but it is the greater culture that oh women have to be pure if they if they sleep around they're a slut if they do this they're a hoe they're a 304 is his big phrase for calling someone a hoe without them knowing it because it's a 304 I don't get it I don't know yeah maybe it looks like it when you write it out or you type it out the three looks like an H and the yeah. But I, what I will say, I did say this in previous episodes that it was it was nearly, let's say, 60 or 70 years ago when women were expected not to sleep around before their first husband, Eight, maybe even just 80 years ago. It's still frowned upon today. Yeah. To a degree. To a degree. In certain parts of the country, yes, of course. Mm, I um, think all. Yeah. So. I am not suggesting that is right. Hmm. Yeah. So I think that's what maybe that's the point he's trying to make is, you know, maybe the 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 promiscuity level has gone way beyond what it used to be not too long ago. Mm, I don't even know if I do. I think people talk about it more. Yeah. And there's more access to sexual partners. Yes. I'd like somebody to ask him. No, we talked about this, but I want to reiterate because I like to I like to touch on why that is. So you're saying that promiscuity among women or both genders is higher now than it was even not that long ago. You just said that, right? I'm not saying you're wrong. For women, I was speaking of uh, well, for women are having female, sex with someone, pros- so I think it's both, right? Right. But oh, I see. You're, you're just yes. choosing to talk because it takes two to tango, and if you right. know whatever percentage of people are straight, then it takes both genders to be right. getting more action. Correct. Right. We have more access to sexual partners now between different apps, um, mm-hmm. more women in the workforce. I mean, obviously that's not an antiquated statement, but more and more women work now than did 10 or years ago or 20 or 30 or f- certainly 40 years yeah. ago. Um, and divorce is more prevalent. Uh, there's a million contributing factors to that, but we're touching on most of them. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, you know, cl- clearly true to that. I think people are, you know, have more partners now than they, than they, probably did before yeah but it's also talked about more too and people feel more free to talk about that definitely i guess the question i'd like to flip to this guy is how many times have you had sex and why shouldn't the women wonder if you're a virgin or not and you know is it better that you are he he just he just he just is constantly playing this role of 
the women have to be chaste and it's okay if you are because and, I'll dominate you. And he comes across so smug that like he knows everything and they don't know shit. Yeah. I and I love that clip because I'm buying it. <laughs> There's always Yeah, so I went back on this on the that clip and what we're talking about today and would you rather have someone who's experienced and have someone who's had a higher body count? I go back to one of my favorite comedians back in the day was Andrew Dice Clay. Oh, my goodness. He was the only comedian back in the day. <laughs> and, you know, he said a lot of things that were probably a little bit too much. But he was back in the day where you didn't really have to. But he, he made his one good point. And I remember he was one of the ones that came out of like CD or even a tape. I mean, that's how old I am, right? So I was listening to this tape and I remember, and I didn't know anything about sex at that point. So I just thought, I guess it was funny because everyone was laughing. So... <laughs> Most comedians somewhere in their show, if they're on stage for an hour or 45 minutes, they'll try to have a pre-made joke about people in the audience, but make it come across like he's freestyling. Mm, mm-hmm. Like a rapper would do. They always try to make it like, oh, I'm just going to freestyle. Huh? And, and they have an idea of where they're going to go right. already. So his his bit with audience participation was this. He's like, he picks a couple out and he just looks like he's just doing his bit and he's doing his, you know, hickory dickory doc, you know, do you know, are right. you familiar with like, so anyway, so then he's like, everyone's laughing and then he's kind of walking away from the mic. Then he comes back to it and it looks like it's not planned, but it's clearly planned. And he says, there's a couple sitting in the front row. And it's like, I, I you guys, where are you from? Uh, from Astoria, you know, whatever. It's probably a show in New York city and from Queens. And so, uh, you know, how long have you been together? And it doesn't matter what they say, as long as it's more than a week, because it means they're probably having sex. So like, oh, I'm in the other six months. How is it? And, you know, and they're like, oh, it's great. It's a great relationship. They're great at a comedy show together. That's probably a pretty good sign that you're doing well in a relationship because you want to go out and laugh together, right. right? So he says, all right, so yeah, you guys are, you guys are fucking, huh? And, like, <laughs> oh, and, and they're like, oh, yeah. Like, oh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And the guy's like, yeah, yeah. You know, so he's got to answer that way. You know? Right. And he goes, yeah, it's pretty good, huh? And then Andrew says, yeah, yeah, it's pretty good, huh? And he's like smoking a cigarette like this, you know? <laughs> and he's like, so she's uh, she's pretty good, huh? And he's like, yeah, yeah, she's great, you know? And and he goes, how do you think she got to be that way? Oh. <laughs> but it speaks on this topic perfectly. It was a joke that he made in 1989, right. and it's just it was perfect for this podcast. Right, right. That's a because good how do you get that way if you don't practice? I've meant to make that analogy more than just the skiing thing, but sex is a physical endeavor. It doesn't require your skiing down a mountain. So I understand that. It doesn't it's not like you're, you know, playing tennis and you need eye hand coordination. Well, maybe you do need eye hand coordination, but you don't understand what I'm saying. It requires Correct. some sort of physical ability. It's not just about being attractive right. or having this super hot body part or there's, it has a lot to do with a hell of a lot more than that, but most of it is a physical function and you will get better at that. The more you do that. Well, clearly, I mean, remember in the eighties, some of the more, um, wilder movies, whether it's, I don't know, uh, what's revenge of the nerds or yeah. those, those types of movies. The, the big joke is always the first, the, the, the guy's first time around, if you will, literally lasts like three seconds and they're constantly three seconds. Really? Josh is raising it, his hand. It wasn't much more than that. Really? 
Well, Sorry. It's probably a minute. <laughs> I didn't know where. I mean, all right. Is it dark? Is it on a beach? <laughs> on a beach? Yeah. Sand, man. And it was sand in places. I wish it wouldn't. Oh. But I didn't know where I was. I didn't know. I Listen. I'm you didn't gl- know I'm, where you were. <laughs> listen. I'm glad it was in the dark. Because I wouldn't have known what was going where. <laughs> Why can't I say that? I never heard this story. <laughs> who, who talks about their life more than me on, on this fucking thing? I know. I just, yeah. Yeah. I, I have so many questions Thank, offline. Thankfully, I literally and figuratively got a hand. So I, 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 a little guidance on where we were going there. Oh, okay. But once I got to where we were going, it didn't last, didn't last very long. Oh my goodness. But you're right. I think that's everyone's first time. No one's good the first time. So, I'm, so this guy, Brian, is wrong. It's like, oh, yeah, you get a virgin. And if you got a guy who knows what he's doing, then she's going to be great at sex. That, that is just so. I get that's Brian, a, that's a little on, twisted man. in my. The way he said that was a little twisted. That translated very twisted in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I only like virgins. Hmm. Whoa. Brian, we need little, to talk. Little Bo Peep. Yeah, yeah. what in the hell? Yeah, where are you so those, and, and where are you finding them? Those women weren't <laughs> far off. I agree with you. So when you listen to it the first time, you're like, oh, that's a little extreme. And then the more we talk about it and the whole pubic hair thing, like it's kind of a thing. Yeah. It's creepy. I think there might have to be an FBI raid of his home or computer. Laptops. Cell phone records. Yeah, we might find some creepy things in there. Yeah. Yeah, I think the whole thing is, is when people speak on any subject and they just think they're inherently right when they're talking about it, one of the things we always do when we talk about any matter that we bring up, I feel like we just say, well, that's kind of our take. And, you know, and I always kind of say, oh, I love being wrong. And he does not. He doesn't. There's none of that from him. And, and um, you know, we're just doing a couple examples of, some of the takes that he has and he has a very I don't think it's necessary traditional because there's a lot of times where he tries to kind of have like a hot take or he tries to have his unique perspective but it's he doesn't think he's part of the problem and he is he's a huge part of the problem like he's trying in his podcast I mean he's shooting for followers right yes so he's trying to shoot for people that like what he's saying and people that don't like what he's saying because that's who listens. Someone who half-ass agrees with him doesn't want to listen to that. Yes, that's true. Either you are a very traditional gender role person or you're a guy who just wants to tell women what they're doing is wrong. And I think he falls into that second category himself. He doesn't want to hear it that his take on only wanting to choose to be with people romantically or even physically only is almost completely predicated on the fact that he wants them to be Virgins. to have very little experience. Right. I mean he doesn't I mean he doesn't always don't overplay the That's V true. card. Let's not do that. But I mean he would prefer that. But he really well, I just want someone to be so if he's thirty eight, okay, yeah. and he, the thing the weird the weird thing is <laughs> all the women that are on there are like eighteen to 23-ish. I don't think I've seen anyone on there who looks to appear any older than that. Yeah. So he's already a little bit of a creeper person. Yeah. 15 years isn't that big of a deal, but it's not that big of a deal when you're in your 40s or 50s. 
15 years, like 38 to 22 or 38 to 18, him even talking to them about it isn't inherently creepy if he's just getting takes, but then he shoves his take down their throat, like all the time. Like he's just, yeah. So you think that a guy's gonna want you if you've had a if your body count's medium to high? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. an I'm an educated guy <laughs> who doesn't completely and utterly struggle to pick up a date, and I think it's wonderful. I don't. I think any number is wonderful. I don't think I don't think there's a number I'd be. You know, if someone said to me, let's say I was there was uh, someone who I was interested in, they were forty. I would never ask someone their body count, first of all. It's mm-hmm. really not my business. It's only only becomes my business if they think it's interesting and fun to talk about. And I would prefer that person. I'd prefer someone to talk about the wins and losses of life uh, or, you know, talk about things that a lot of people, other people consider to be private. Right. Um, if I don't think anyone's ever asked me point blank what it was, unless it was a fun, sporty conversation. Yeah. I mean, I've answered the question before, but I like I just don't think to to ask it straight off, it's just bizarre. Yeah, I mean, if it's part of a larger conversation, you're just, you know, having fun with having it. Having fun, yeah. because that's not, a, that's not a number that anyone needs to know. But if, if, I, if I were meant to, you know, chat someone up and they were, you know, whatever age, somewhat of a contemporary of mine, I would never require that. I don't need mm-hmm. to know that. And I would probably, I, I'm the opposite of this guy. I'd rather probably have it be medium to high because that means they've had a fun, fun and adventurous life. It doesn't mean... You know, I just think it's a physical activity mm-hmm. is sex. And if you've had it not at all or you had it very little, then the chances <laughs> of you being good aren't very good. It's like <laughs> Joe. Like if if we were just in a golfing relationship and you're like, yeah, I play golf three times. I'd be like, boy, when we go to the range, this is going to be a shit show. I get killed. Absolutely. It's going to be a shit show yeah. when we get to the range. But we're still going to have fun. Right. And so anything, anything that has to do with some, some sort of physical endeavor, you're, yeah. you're probably going to be doing it better if you have more counts and you know experience. if I higher counts and more reps right <laughs> so so here's my question for him so if he goes to date someone they've only been with two people but both those relationships lasted like years and they were very active and she's had sex 5,000 times or whatever the case is like 2,000 times does that count as it's that's different than having a high count a high body count? Like, I don't know. It's just so, it's so yeah. weird. It's odd. And, it's a and, whole nother podcast. It's like a whole nother debate. Yeah. I do. I, I, you make a good point where he is uh, probably in his late 30s and he's interviewing p- kids in his, in their, I shouldn't say kids, sorry. Young, young ladies. Young ladies uh, in their late teens and uh, early 20s mm-hmm. who are presumably active. Maybe not, but they sure know a lot of things because they school him on some of these podcasts. Sure. So it's uh, he's he's a little bit of a creeper. But he's getting them young because he (laughs) wants to discourage them from being active. Like it's, I think there's a real reason he has only young women on there. He tries to be like this, know it all. Well, he tries to be this ethical messiah. I think that's a good way of saying Uh, it. Ah, yeah. And I don't think anything he's saying is interesting. I don't think anything he's like other than like talking about paying on a first date. Because I think that is interesting. Like if you are truly like he talks about the word feminist as if it's a negative. Mm, you know, he does come off that I way. I think if it really came down to it, and it was the simple definition of you believe that women should have equal rights and opportunities to men, I would imagine he probably falls into that category. Mm-hmm. As backwards as somebody thinks he... He's just a slut shamer. He's like a... He's a sex positivity shamer. I think I'll just say it that way. I think that sums it up really well. A Correct. slut shamer. You're right. Yeah, and he just, he just passes it along like it's the right perspective. Yeah, and you know, anybody who gets to be that judgy, I, I could do without... 
in the high, in, in the highlighted clips he he tries to get to, he tries to get these women to talk into circles and then they then what they do is they cut to that doll with the blue hair to try to seem like they're as dumb as the doll or the doll might have more intellect than them well he's got 15 years on them he's got He's got 20, if they're 18, he's got 20 years on them. He's been on the planet twice as long as the women he's interviewing. Mm-hmm. And he thinks it's cool to talk them into a circle and make them seem stupid. Like, there's a lot going on here that we haven't even yeah. started to touch on yet. I just saw the mannequin ones because I started watching clips over the weekend. And I thought, what is this mannequin thing? You're he's right. He's trying to say, like, oh, this chick's as dumb as this, is this you know, whatever, mannequin. And, and this, 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 um, I think it's a blow up doll, yeah. to be honest with you. So I, cha- I challenge our boy and I'll say, I say, let's get, you know, I'll go on with him. Yeah. I'll take my 10 extra years of being on the earth and see if he can hang with me. Well, we'll post this and I will try to slide a DM yeah, and, and I'm not invite just... him onto the show and challenge him. Someone and... who thinks differently than me isn't inherently wrong. And I think that's what he really shoots at on there. And he should do a podcast where if he, lis- if he listened to ours, I'm not trying to say Brian's a dick. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, okay, it's okay to have your opinion. Mm-hmm. But why are you only interviewing people at the very precipice of their dating career? Because you're trying to impress upon him that you think you were right. And I just don't think that's cool. Why doesn't he have one where there's a bunch of 40-year-olds on it? Or someone who's contemporary to him? Because he, he doesn't think that they're interesting anymore. He, he truly believes a woman loses value, value if she gets older. Yes, that's, that's wrong. And I've never, ever once felt that way in my life. So I am the antithesis of, of any thought process that he has. I, I'm completely opposite to him. Yeah. Well, it's a challenge. We will try to slide into his DM and get him on and, and have so a conversation. Dirty. I don't know. I mean, DM clearly means direct message, but right. when you say DM, it just sounds, it's always sounded naughty to me. <laughs> I don't know what Sl- that would I'm stand for. Slide and do their DM. <laughs> what would that Let's stand for? Let's not say we that? did. I don't know. I don't think it really would stand anything. It just sounds like DM. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if he'll take on the challenge, but uh, we're in. Uh, we're, I think it's a wrap for this one. There's, yeah. we do have a ton of um, we'll, uh, clips again from next him time. and see if he has anything more interesting. Okay, yeah. sounds great. All right, signing off.